everyone. This is Nick from Tenacity.ai with my co-host Jason. Uh, today we're going to dive into our second topic focused on uh, FinOps. And today we're going to talk about the FinOps lifecycle and what that means from an implementation perspective, uh, the sorts of things that you need to think about. So I guess, Jason, first, just right off the bat, uh, what is the FinOps lifecycle? Uh, the FinOps lifecycle is uh, a set of phases that uh, are prescribed for organizations to achieve uh, FinOps. So that's broken down into three uh, separate phases in order. Um, it's inform, optimize as the second, and then operate as the final third phase. Cool. And uh, so, I mean, this is pretty familiar uh, kind of architecture for thinking about a life cycle. You've seen it in Agile. It, it's honestly, you've seen it in the scientific method, right? That we all learned in school. So uh, having this uh, cyclical cycle that is continuous, it never ends. You're going to continue going through uh, the various say, uh, phases of this life cycle as you um, implement, learn, improve continuously and, and grow. So uh, I like to, I think, break down for the listeners. You know, some, some listeners may be very familiar with this, but if you're new to uh, FinOps or you have a new initiative within your organization to uh, optimize your environments, get your cloud spending down, uh, you, you may just be looking at how do I manage cloud, cloud costs. Uh, what, you know, what makes up the inform phase? So when we talk about kind of this first phase of the life cycle, what are the sorts of things we need to think about uh, when we say inform in, within FinOps? Um, inform uh, is um, to, broken down into basically two separate categories that contain a number of different things, but uh, visibility into the environment, uh, the organization's visibility into the environment, and then uh, allocation of the environment in the the company's business context. And you know that can there's a number of things that kind of fall under that, but. You know, allocating your environment out, you know, you know, from a strategic perspective, mapping out your environment uh, based on either tags, accounts, subscriptions, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, the ability to al allocate uh, shared costs as well as chargeback or showback. Um, but and but it, the, one of the ultimate goals is to align the spend of the inform phase is to align the spending with the team's that impact spending the most and giving them the ability to make better decisions uh, right off the bat. This is why they want you to do it first, right? They, they want to get everybody on the same page first. Yeah, FinOps does, right? Uh, the, the discipline. And so that's what drives most of Inform. What do you think? What, what, what so, would you add to that? So I, I would just say, um, I think that, that you stated a goal there, and I would reiterate this goal is aligning or mapping your spending to the business. And context is like, it's everything um, it's inside king. of FinOps. So that's number one, so that's the goal. And then there's, you You bifurcated it into kind of two things that need to happen. The first one's the technical side, which we, every time we do a, a consultative uh, engagement, this is the very first thing that you have to tackle is what is my account strategy uh, inside of the providers? Like, how am I using accounts? What do they mean? And am I actually tagging the environment? What's the what's the tagging strategy? And, and I mean, ninety percent of organizations have major 
problems with this. One of the first analysis we run is, you know, what's just the total, you know, how much of the environment's actually tagged. And a lot of times it comes back like, yeah, somebody made an effort, but it's like 10 or 15% of the environment's tagged and the vast majority of it's untagged. And so getting that right, getting that metadata first, it's going to help you with that first goal in the informed phase of being able to add context. The second, th the second thing I totally agree with, you got to visualize, you got to be able to see the trends, the forecasting, the doing anomaly detection, all, all those components that are the roll up of the data uh, is, is critical. And there are lots of platforms, Tenacity being one of them, that, that will help you uh, do that. But the goal is business context. That's at the end of the day, the informed phase is mm -hmm. mapping that, those costs back to the business. So let's talk about, let's talk about uh, phase two of the FinOps lifecycle, operate, or I'm sorry, optimize. What, uh, what is made up or what makes up the optimize phase? Um, the optimize phase, um, that's where you start to set goals around, um, you know, ensuring that your environment uh, uh, is running, that, that you are running what you should be running in your environment. So making sure that you, um, optimize everything, right? All the stuff that shouldn't be running, isn't running, all of the resources that shouldn't be deployed, aren't deployed, whatever that means to your organization, as well as taking a look at um, the commitment-based strategy from, from an organization perspective in particular, not from a bifurcated, the term, as you so eloquently used that term before, um, looking at it from a whole, not from a bifurcated standpoint. You've got a lot of teams out there that have got their own accounts. They might be doing some level of maybe savings plans or what because they're trying to keep within a budget. The optimized portion is about looking at it from an entire perspective. And that doesn't just mean by, by AWS or Azure or GCP. It means by mm -hmm. all of your providers in one view so that you, you're making the right decisions on not only what commitments I should be procuring, but also where do my cloud, where should my cloud services sit? My experience in operating, you know, environments at scale over a long period of time is this is one of the things that's the simplest to say, like, we just, we need to clean up the environment. We need to optimize and right size our spending, you know, are we way over allocating? Do we need to rethink the sorts of tools or resources that we're using? Um, and, you know, what, what sort of commitment strategy can we use in order to drive lots of discounts? So it's fairly easy to say that. And it's probably one of the most difficult things for teams to do. And there is, I would say that complexity in doing this is not linear to the size of the environment. It is in some way exponential. It is a curve. Oh yeah. And so the, the larger the environment, the, it's just the hairier it gets trying to figure this out. Um, hey man, and it, like even if it gets, if you're stressed, I would say even if you have like a mod modestly sized environment, you probably don't have the internal resources to be able to right. do everything that we're talking about here, right? So. Uh, you know, customers that aren't spending anything in cloud definitely don't need <laughs> cloud fit ops. But, you know, hey, no, man, a lot of organizations uh, uh, can save money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we, you know, the, the weird um, sort of juxtaposition that we see is that organizations kind of approach this as a one and done. Like, oh, I'm going to optimize my environment. And they go mm -hmm. through this, this big exercise of reviewing the environment, finding all the abandoned resources, fixing things that are broken, et cetera. 
and cleaning up their spending and they'll get a big win out of it. I mean, they might cut their bill in half. That's fantastic. But they, they, they then kind of move on and spending uh, re-inflates to where it was. And this happens over the course of, in, in extreme cases, we've seen it in as little as three or four months. But typically it's in the kind of six to nine month time frame um, because it's sort of like a diet. It's a lifestyle change that you have to make as opposed you, to kind of you, a one and done. You skip this crash step. diet. Well, right. Well, right. In reality, the reason why you start within form, right? I mean, this is why they prescribe yep. that first is because if you skip to optimize, you're going to go, you're going to have to do it again in six to nine months, as you just, as you said, because you haven't solved the real problem as your right. analogy to uh, weight loss, right? You haven't solved the real problem. The real problem is, is what I'm putting into it, right? Yes. And then I'm putting all of this in and I'm not informing the people that are putting it in about how those decisions are impacting the spend. So what happens is they go in, they clean up the entire environment, but they forgot to give the engineers that, or operations the necessary tools to understand these decisions. So what happens? They put all, all that stuff, all that work continues to, to exist and continues to move forward after the optimization. And in six to nine months, yep. they're back to where they were. And this, we see this all the time. Which, which brings us to this weird uh, juxtaposition in phase three is that every time we talk to someone who's been through this, they know that it needs to be an ongoing process, but they don't necessarily know what they need to do. And so the third phase of the FinOps lifecycle, Operate, addresses this. So mm -hmm. Jason, what, what makes up the Operate phase? Oh, you know, I think probably at the most um, basic level, it's automating or implementing continuous improvement and in continuous uh, operations as we've, as we've defined in the first two phases, right? So, you know, where you can automate um, uh, 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 savings up, where you can automate the destruction of, say, development resources after you're done with a project, right? Or, or where I can automate the shutting down of certain, like, EC2 instances or things like that. It's about um, it's about maturing to a level that um, ensures that you're always running in an optimized way and not just I have the tools to tell me if I am or not. Yeah, I, I think it's it's um, putting those three things that make up FinOps into action that we talked about uh, mm -hmm. last time. You know, what is FinOps? You have this accountability issue. So you, you have to have in the operate phase, you're now delivering the reports, right? You're now making sure that stakeholders are informed, that they understand uh, from a business context and a business perspective, what uh, who's accountable and what's right. being spent. So that's one. Two is that you are now at the point where you're delivering real-time data to the engineers so they can see the impact of decisions immediately. Mm -hmm. They can know. Um, they, they shouldn't have to wait for a 30, 60 day review mm -hmm. or wait six months to understand the impact of a decision, a project, uh, or see the effect of an anomaly. Um, they, they need that 
right away. That's that's part of the automation piece, mm-hmm. right? Is you can't have real time manually. You have to actually automate this and, and give the engineers that feedback. So I, I, I agree with that. Um, and then there, you know, the, the final piece is this data driven decisions. Is you're now moving your organization from sort of that uh, good guesses to um, now having data to drive mm-hmm. d- those decisions inside of the environment and and to to understand if decisions were good or not. I mean, you know, we, we can automate uh, all sorts of, um, we can automate all the infrastructure deployment, right? And align that, being able to align that to say, you know, revenue in a business line, that's the sort of, of context you want to be to when you get to the operate side. So you can know if your decisions are on what you're deploying or what you're charging or what your cogs are. Um, your unit economics, et cetera, but those should all be understood. Oh, at, and integrating charge and integrating chargeback or showback into your financial systems. So, right. you know, we see this often as well from a financial perspective is that the process and getting this data out of the current systems and then inputting them into the financial systems is riddled with uh, a human error, uh, uh, the ripe with hu- the ability for humans to make error on inputs and things like that. So improving the accuracy of your billing chargeback showback as well as the speed of it is is one of the other things that's integrated into this. And that's often lost because we we, we talk a lot about how bringing the engineers to, to their spending decisions. But there's a whole set of, of things that that automate and um, really eliminate some pain points for the financial teams as well from an hmm. operate perspective. I, I think. I think the operate phase can be intimidating to organizations yeah. thinking about automation, thinking about real time feedback, thinking about, you know, business context and that data being delivered to the stakeholders. And what I can say is from experience and from, you know, from tenacity and in, in the customers that we interact with, it is not all that difficult once you've implemented the inform phase. And once mm-hmm. you've gone through the optimization phase to then get to the operate phase because now the environment's really well understood and mm-hmm. it's bent and now, now you've mapped it to the business. Um, it is not as difficult. Wh- why it's difficult is because everyone first jumps to the automation piece. How do I deliver reports to my stakeholders? How do I get an executive report? How do I automate uh, these deployments? And that's actually the wrong place to start. That is right. the goal. Start with actually getting the visibility and being able to map the environment, get the environment right well, first. There's a, yeah, there's a fundamental thing that you should just accept with this and that there will be unknown unknowns. Right. With anything, right? right. <laughs> so embrace the fact that you're going to need to keep your knees bent a little bit as you're learning this and don't be too intimidated by words and language because at the end of the day, it's going to improve everybody's lives. I completely agree with you. Absolutely. And I think that's probably a good note to, to, to end it on because speaking of words and language, that'll be our next episode. We're going to talk about the terminology of lingo inside of FinOps so that uh, we, we can all speak the same language and make sure that we're communicating across the team. So stay tuned for the next time. Uh, check out tenacity.ai. Uh, we do help uh, organizations on their FinOps journey, and we would love to be able to consult with with you as well, backed by uh, Jason and I and our team uh, uh, jumping in with our sleeves rolled up to, to help organizations out. Um, thanks for tuning in.